0: This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. This week, we are talking about the splenic Center, and the spleen is all about instincts and fears. So you're going to find out today if you are built to have your own instincts and if you are somebody that has a lot of fears, or if you're somebody who actually doesn't have any instincts and fears of your own, but if you pick up on them from other people around you. It's a super, super fascinating topic that I just love to talk about. And before we get into that, let's go over the review of the week. Oh my goodness. I just want to say thank you. You guys have really been pulling out the reviews. I'm so grateful. So far, we only have five-star reviews on the podcast. So that is amazing. I cannot thank you enough. Every week on the podcast, I am going to read one of your reviews from Apple Podcasts, and if it's yours, if you hear me read it, then you are going to send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at healthy underscore Madeline, or shoot me an email if you don't do Instagram, and let me know that that was your review. Then I will send you back a mini reading session where I'm going to go over your life theme, and the life theme is one of the most fun fascinating and impactful parts of the charts. It's kind of like your life purpose. So it's definitely something you'd want to understand. There are hundreds of different life themes and so it's quite unique to you. You won't come across lots of people with the same one. And it's an aspect of the chart that's a little bit difficult to understand as just like a casual person that's interested in human design. You'd need to be someone that's either a reader or has really studied many aspects of human design and even the gene keys in order to understand the life theme just on your own. So it's a very special thing to have uh, read for you. So this week's review has definitely pulled out all of the emojis. I'm going to start selecting some of the reviews with the best emojis. So if you're going to go write one, include your favorite emojis in there to describe how the podcast is going for you. But she's got multiple different hearts, some stars, um, the smiley face with all the love, the glasses, the mind-blowing, and... It just goes on and on, so we don't have to read all of those, but I love them. This person is named Super Stardust, and she said, My sister shared this podcast with me, and I'm so grateful she did. Also, very thankful to you, Madeline, for taking the time to share your passion and knowledge with others. Your podcast is intriguing, informative, and easy to understand. It's really opened up my perspective. The more I learn, the more interested I become. I've started replaying the episodes with my notebook and chart ready. Thank you again. Looking forward to the next episode. Prayer hands, hearts, smiley, and stars. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that incredible review. So if that was you, Super Stardust, go ahead and send me a DM and I am going to reply back with your life theme. And one more little piece of housekeeping before we go into our content today is a reminder that this Friday, November 18th, 2022, I am hosting a virtual human design workshop. It's $25. It's a 90-minute workshop It starts at noon Central Standard Time, and anyone who signs up gets the recording. So, even if you can't attend live, you are going to get the recording sent to you to watch on your own. But I highly recommend attending live so that you can ask questions. We're keeping it a small group, so everybody has the opportunity to interact, ask questions, and um, get some personalized help with what you know, what you want to know. And the topic of the workshop is the five energy types. So you'll be learning much more in depth about each energy type. The energy types are like manifesting generators, reflectors, those ones. And then you're also going to get a lot of in-depth Um, ideas and uh, tips on how to interact with the other energy types. So if you've got a spouse or kids or friends or a boss that's a different energy type than you, you're going to start to understand your roles together and how you can work with them better and have less issues, less conflict, less um, tension or judgment about other people. So I hope you join me. I will put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to madelineevergreen.com and go to the Human Design tab and look for the workshops and sign yourself up. I'd love to see you there. All right, let's switch gears and start talking about the Splenic Center. So pull out your chart and look at that big triangle way over on the left. It's kind of near the bottom on the left. Um, that is the triangle we're talking about. So this is one of the energy centers and, um, find out if yours is colored in or if it's white. Mine is colored in. If it's colored in, that means that you have a defined spleen. And if yours is white, that means that you have an undefined spleen. So anytime something is colored, it's defined. When it's white, it's undefined. And it doesn't matter what color it is. Whatever designer made the chart that you are looking at, it's either colored or not. Sometimes people think that it is like partially colored if the design looks like ombre or multiple colors, but it's not. It's either defined or undefined. It's kind of black and white. So the spleen is called an awareness center and the spleen brings you awareness around survival. So it only cares about survival and it does not care about your desires, or um, anything really other than survival. The spleen is here to help you process instincts and fears. So it's all going to be about instincts and fears today. And don't worry if you um, have had a surgery on your spleen or something's been removed, you still have a splenic center. This is all talking about your energetic body or your aura, not the physical spleen that you have sitting in your body. Let's begin by talking about all of the defined people. So uh, the next couple minutes is just going to be for anyone with a defined spleen. You have a strong and reliable instinct voice. So instincts are quick answers that pop into your head that you usually can't explain or justify. It's like a snap instinct that just pops in and you just know an answer, like it's a yes or it's a no or don't walk down this street. And you don't have any reason to be saying that. It's just something that pops in quickly. So note that this is very different than gut intuition that would be coming from the sacral center that we talked about in the previous episode. Gut intuition is not very loud and fast. It's usually Something that you need to tune in, get quiet, get grounded and centered and really listen to your body in order to hear your gut talking. And typically gut intuition will express itself with a physical sensation like stomach knots or chills or goosebumps or you might lean in or lean back. That's typically your gut intuition talking. But instincts from the spleen are usually fast and clear. And so if you have a defined spleen, you are actually born to have instincts. You have them. They're your instincts. They're not coming from anybody else. And if you're using your spleen incorrectly or you're not listening to your spleen, you're suppressing it, you're ignoring it, then your instincts turn into fears. So if you're having fears, you haven't developed your instincts fully and you don't have a very good relationship with the splenic center. You never feel other people's fears, but just keep in mind, you can use your brain and you can use logic and knowledge to figure out other people's fears, but you're never going to know what it feels like to feel somebody else's level of fear. You only have your own fears that you truly experience. Now, if you've spent a lot of time not listening to your instincts, your spleen is going to get quieter and quieter, or it's going to go more and more towards fear and less towards instinct. So if that's you, try writing down your instincts every single time you have them. So this tells your spleen that you're open to listening, and it helps develop the relationship. So just by writing it down, every single snap instinct you have – your spleen is going, oh, wow, she's starting to listen. She's paying attention. Even if you don't take any action on it, just the simple act of writing it down or acknowledging an instinct is going to start to build your relationship with your spleen. Now, as you start to experience fears in life, stop yourself when it happens and rename the word fear to awareness. Because anytime we're talking about human design and the word fear comes up, it actually is referring to an instinct or an awareness that you have. For example, if you are really afraid of dying And it's just, you're like riddled with fear, and you're so limited in your life because you're so afraid that you're going to die if you do something or if you go out there and live. What the truth is, is that you actually have very strong instincts around death or the future. And maybe you have so much instinct ability there that you're actually psychic around it. So you actually know in the future what can happen when you die or you know when you will die or you know when other people will die. Maybe you just have a very, very super intense connection to that concept, but you're only um, accessing it subconsciously right now. It's not in the consciousness. And so it will express itself as a fear of death if you're not looking at it as an instinct or an awareness around death. So I'm going to tell everybody whether your spleen is defined or not, whenever you're feeling fear, change the word to awareness and give yourself time to reflect on, do I actually have fear about this or am I truly just very aware or psychic around that topic? And that can really clear up a lot of restriction and fear in your life. So how can this go wrong? How can the defined spleen go wrong? Well, we've already just kind of talked about that by, but it's by ignoring your instincts and just living in fear. So give yourself time to contemplate on that and also remember that anything in human design everything in your chart can go towards the positive or go towards the negative. So nothing in your chart is just you're like you're you're doomed to be having a bad time or you're blessed to have a perfect time. None of that is true. It can all go good and it can all go badly. So I did make a video for you guys. It's a free video where I explain many many examples of how human design can go wrong and how it can ruin your life. So if you're wanting that video, it's easy to watch. It's kind of fun. It's pretty quick. And you can get it in the show notes below. Um, And I just highly recommend it. It's called, um, what is it called? How Human Design or Why Human Design Can Ruin Your Life. Okay, let's switch over and talk about anybody with an undefined spleen. So if your spleen is white, This means that you pick up on everybody else's fears and instincts, and you were not born with instincts or with your own fears. So this is not a bad thing. Sometimes people feel badly about themselves because they don't have instincts. But what's really cool about having an undefined spleen is that it's like you are psychic to other people's instincts. So you actually do still have survival instincts. They just aren't yours. They're everybody else's. So beware when you're making decisions. Do not use your instincts to make a decision if you have an undefined spleen, because you'll be using somebody else's instinct that's right for them to make a decision that's supposed to be right for you. So you can still pay attention to instincts in life to keep you safe and keep you aware, but it's not going to be a decision making system for you. And anyone with an undefined spleen can also get easily conditioned or programmed into fear. So for all of you undefined spleen people, if you're feeling fear, you need to ask yourself two things. One, am I actually feeling somebody else's fear? Did I pick up on this from somebody else? Or two, have I been conditioned or trained to be afraid of this? For example, if you have a fear of dogs and you have an undefined spleen, do you truly have a fear of dogs deep inside? Like, is that actually a true part of your personality or your, you know, your psyche? Or did something happen to you where you got conditioned to be afraid of dogs? Like maybe a dog bit you and now you developed a fear because you you were trained to be afraid from that dog bite. Or maybe your mother was afraid of dogs, and so you were conditioned to think that dogs are dangerous and scary. But truly, it's actually not authentic to you. Sometimes these things go so deep that it can be difficult to just think about it, and then find the truth. Sometimes um, we never really come up with an answer. And sometimes it's helpful to do something like past life regression work, hypnosis, or other types of um, meditations, journaling exercises, exercises in order to find out, or uncover limiting belief systems or conditioning. So remember, if you have an undefined spleen, you truly don't have any fears of your own. And they're either coming from somebody else or you've been conditioned to have them. And it's not helpful for you to respond to fear because it's not yours. So when you, as an undefined spleen person, are feeling an instinct Remember, it's also coming from somebody else. So you're like a sponge for everybody else's instincts. And that is so, so cool. So you can definitely play on that when it comes to using instincts for awareness or for safety, but you wouldn't want to be using that for your own decision making like we talked about a few minutes ago. So, how can this go wrong as an undefined spleen? Well, oftentimes people like you, can take a lot of pride in feeling anxiety or fear. And I know this seems backwards or weird or like it doesn't make any sense, but think about it. Have you ever met somebody who is always walking in the room and going, oh, oh, I'm so stressed out or, oh, poor me, my life is so hard or I have so much anxiety or they're like, living in this riddled fear or this intense anxiety all the time. And they just constantly identify as somebody in fear or in anxiety. And it's like a part of them. It's a part of their personality. It's a part of their identity. And they clearly show up that way uh, consistently or regularly. And it seems to be their way of receiving attention, getting help, feeling love from anybody who wants to help them with this stress and anxiety or fear. And so oftentimes that is a person who is actually truly taking pride in their fear so that they can get attention and love. And I know this is something that sounds odd, but it's actually very, very common. And it's typically not something that somebody would ever want to admit out loud or even want to admit privately to themselves. But if you are somebody who's doing that, or you think you might be, really take a good, honest look at yourself. And you don't have to tell anybody you're doing this, but just be honest with yourself if you're really actually living in fear to get love. And if that's you, and you have an undefined spleen... Stop it. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Just stop doing that because these fears aren't even yours. They're everybody else's fears and it's not going to be good for you to validate yourself for having the anxiety or the fear. And I'm just going to come out and share something vulnerable about myself that I'm really, I think, for the first time stepping out of. But for my entire life, I think I've been unconsciously taking pride in having health problems. I don't think. I know. I know this about myself. I've known for like 10 years, but it's taken me an enormous amount of time to really get conscious around it. But a little bit of my own personal story. I grew up as a very sick kid and I had severe health problems like All the time, every single day, all day, every day of my whole life, I struggled with my health tremendously, and it was really bad. And honestly, though, I think that I attached to that as an identity, and I considered myself a weak, sick person who has a lot of problems and gets sick all the time and has issues – and that that was the way for me to try and get love and try and get attention. Because if I was sick, then I would hope that people would kind of poo-poo me or care for me or take care of me or love me or say like, oh, poor you, you're feeling bad. Oh no, you're nauseous. I feel so bad for you. Let's take care of you and make you a nice little bed and get you some water and pat you on the head and give you a kiss on the forehead. Like that's kind of how I would want to receive love and then I've learned as an adult and it's taken me a long time that I am not actually a sick person that is not a part of my soul it's not a part of my anything it's just something that has happened to me and it's something that is external it's not me and so from doing a lot of healing a lot of breath work a lot of different types of modalities like hypnosis and tapping and um, just so many different things that I've done for like the past ten or more years I've been able to finally stop identifying as a sick person and here's a little fun fact so my Instagram handle is healthy madeline healthy underscore Madeline, and I specifically chose that because it is a oh, what is the word um, subliminal. It's a subliminal message for myself to remind myself that I identify as a healthy person. It has nothing to do with attracting people to my Instagram or telling people I'm interested in health. It's actually kind of a... Bad name. um, If you were to be like a business person looking at my account, thinking like what's going to be the best handle, I don't care about any of that. I care about energy and I care about purpose. And I chose that handle because I am retraining my subconscious to identify as somebody who has an abundance of health. And what's really cool is that from doing things like that, plus a ton of other subliminal types of things I do. I am having the best health of my entire life, but it's only because I'm retraining my subconscious. It's really, I, I truly do not believe that it's because of my lifestyle choices, even though I do live an extremely healthy life, but I've lived an extremely healthy life for a long time and still had health problems. So for me, it's all about retraining the subconscious. And why I'm bringing this up in the spleen topic is because, People with an undefined spleen can do the same thing, but instead of health, they do it around fear and they can cling on and get addicted to fear and use that as a way to try and get love from other people and get attention. And so if that's you, just stop it and start retraining your subconscious somehow, whether it's hypnosis or something else. Um, There's many, many ways to do it. So that is all today. Um, The spleen is a pretty simple one to understand. I love this topic. Feel free to reach out to me. I've been getting so many incredible messages from you on Instagram and having great conversations over there. So feel free to reach out and let me know if you are struggling with this concept of the defined or the undefined spleen and let me know what questions you have around it so I can help you out and we can continue the conversation over there. I hope to see you in the work workshop this Friday. And again, if it's, if you're listening to this way out in the future and it's done, I'm sure I'll be having more workshops coming up. So just stay tuned for those or check out my website anytime to find them. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for reviewing the show and even bigger thank you for sharing the show with your friends and loved ones. I will catch you in a week.